Curry. Fart. Frappuccino. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is animal news. This comes from Mashable. Veterinarians treat, quote, exotic bird, then realize it's just a seagull covered in curry. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's amazing. It's, it's, I love this so much. I, and yes, there's a picture. Sorry, I will, yes, I'm, I um, want to see the picture. And I also, I need to just mentally prepare you for the name of the, hospi- the wildlife hospital I'm about to say. Okay. It is phenomenal. The Tiggy Winkles Wildlife <laughs> Hospital... No. That's a real place. Okay. And it's spelled exactly how you think. Uh, The Tiggy Winkles Wildlife Hospital in the UK saw an especially vibrant bird on July 1st. Uh, In a Facebook post, the hospital said members of the public rescued a bright orange bird from the side of the road that couldn't fly. The bird, as it turned out, was covered in curry or turmeric, according to the hospital. (laughs) Aside from smelling a bit pungent, the bird was otherwise healthy. Uh, they nicknamed it Vinny after the Indian dish Vindaloo, and he's <laughs> on the road to being released back into the wild after a thorough bath. <laughs> wow. So you think this could get any better, but this isn't the first time wildlife specialists have had to treat a curry-soaked bird. What? Really? In 2016, a seagull that they had named Gofrazi, which is an interesting choice, oh. fell into a vat of chicken tikka masala <laughs> while trying to scavenge for food at a factory in the UK. Oh, man. According to The Guardian, a team of veterinary staff were able to wash him off and return him to his original colors, but the curry smell lingered. The, they said the thing that shocked us the most was the smell, according to veterinarian nurse uh, Lucy Kells. Uh, she said, he smelled amazing. He smelled really good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that for some reason. I yeah, it I know. Be like, it'd be like a it's weird. Gross. No, it was apparently smelled. he smelled delicious. Um, get ready. Tiggy Winkles posted <laughs> that Vinny will be recovered uh, enough soon for release. Um, he said very soon, so he should be fine. Do you have the photo? Oh yes, yes, I do have the photo. Um, I mean, if you've seen a se- if you've seen a seagull and you know what the color orange is, <laughs> then you know exactly yeah. what to expect. But uh, it's it does not make it any less amazing. I'm also just wondering how a bird gets covered in that. But I guess if there's like a vat of spices outside of a restaurant for some reason. Wow, that is, is very it, vibrant. It's very bright. It's it's pretty it's almost really pretty yeah. looking. Yeah, I was gonna say that. There's also nice. a picture at the bottom where they had after his bath. So yeah, they were able to get it all out like a normal seagull. Then it's but, yeah, wow. It's pretty incredible. I just remember seeing this picture like flash across my screen. I was like, that. (laughs) I need to talk about that. (laughs) Wow. Okay. My first story is a random local news story. This is from Huffington Post. And the headline is, Suspect's loud fart helps police sniff out his hiding place. Oh, no. (laughs) A man trying to elude police in Missouri ended up being betrayed by his own backside. (laughs) Liberty Police Department officers over the weekend were searching vainly for a man wanted on a warrant uh, charging possession of a controlled substance, 
I guess. According to the Kansas City Star, the suspect might have gotten away if he hadn't been betrayed. It seems the man let out a huge fart right at the wrong time, allowing officers to sniff out where he was hiding. Uh, why do they keep saying sniff? Because <laughs> they keep wanting to make puns. Uh, I know. Every single sentence in this had a pun. It was very that's kind upset- of painful that's, yeah, to read. That's upsetting. Uh, the cops did not release the man's identity. And then that's the end of the story. That's fair. That's pretty embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's just like, just really unfortunate, you know? I don't know what to do with this one. (laughs) I think it pretty much speaks for itself. It does. Yeah. I don't know if it really needs discussion. I mean, I just was like, I saw the headline and I was like, this, I need to do this one. Uh, this, This poor guy. Yeah, I kind of feel, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I do. Okay. My next story is food news. This is from iHeart.com. I think it was reported by a local radio station or something, but it's not a local story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tie-dye frappuccinos are launching at Starbucks for a limited time. Ooh. Tie-dye. There's also a picture of this. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, a lot of uh, pretty pictures in mind this week. Cool. Um, the coffee giant's tie-dye frappuccino is a blend of all the colors of the rainbow created with a variety of ingredients. Uh, Starbucks describes the tie-dye frappuccino as, This deliciously fruity drink is vibrant with red, blue, and yellow tie-dye swirls topped with vanilla whipped cream and dusted with red, blue, and yellow powder. What's the, the powder? I know. that's. I thought the, that was a weird way to phrase that part. Just like... Red powder? Yeah. It's like, what is that? I mean, that's. I'll show you the picture. It's exactly okay. what it is. Um, to create the yellow, red, and blue colors, Starbucks combined turmeric, making oh, its okay. second appearance this episode, uh, <laughs> red beet and spirulina. And they said the combination reportedly creates a tropical fruit flavor in the beverage. I don't know about that. Really? Like, the turmeric? Turmeric, red beet, and spirulina, which is like an algae. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Tastes like fruit. Um, the other ingredients include ice, <laughs> yeah, <Great>. milk, <laughs> vanilla syrup, and uh, creme frappuccino syrup. Yeah. All right. No, no big surprises there. Um, while Starbucks aimed for a tropical fruit flavor, one uh, barista described it as tasting more like banana Laffy Taffy, <laughs> which isn't, isn't a ringing endorsement. I think that stuff's yeah. kind of gross. Um, another said the overall flavor is a light banana with a hint of vanilla. So same kind of idea. So hmm. when they went tropical fruit, I guess they only went one Banana? tropical fruit. <laughs> guess so. Uh, tie-dye frappuccinos will be available beginning Wednesday, July 10th. That's the day we're recording. Oh, yeah. Um, while supplies last. According to Starbucks, the colorful frappuccino won't last long. And I don't know why they know that. <laughs> we're only making three. And you have to find them. <laughs> three will be sold across the U.S. <laughs> I don't know. They don't sound super appetizing. But they do look cool. I don't really... Oh, that does look cool. Yeah, very pretty. Okay. The uh, story also described them as Instagrammable, which... Ugh. But... I, yeah. I guess true, but... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but a fruity frappuccino is not really my preference. It doesn't sound terribly good, honestly. Like, I want, when I get a Frappuccino, I want it to be still, like, a coffee 
yeah. taste, you know. Yeah, maybe delve into like chocolate or mint or that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like the not, things that are like, they go with coffee, but like fruit, fruit. isn't, yeah. like a strong fruit flavor is kind of like. Yeah. Eh. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to try it to actually judge it, but. I don't really want to. You don't want to? It's the kind of thing where, especially after the description of banana Laffy Taffy, I'm just like... That's fair. I don't like that's that. A, that's so. a hard pass for me. But it looks pretty. This episode not brought to you by... Starbucks. Starbucks Frappuccinos. Or, yeah. Those specific ones. Specifically. Like the ones. <laughs> specifically the, the tie-dye Frappuccino. We are brought to you by every other Frappuccino at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. We can say that definitively and... Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next story is space news. This is from Engadget, and the headline is Mars crew could 3D print skin and bones for injuries. Ew, <laughs> I think it's cool. It is cool, um, but ew. <laughs> a journey to Mars will take several years, and humans won't be able to turn back if, it, if an astronaut suffers a burn or a bone fracture during the journey, which is why scientists at the University Hospital of Dresden Technical University have now produced the first bioprinted skin and bone samples for use in space. Space skin. So we've talked about bioprinting stuff in prior shows. And specifically skin at one point, yes, I think. Yes, but this is like specifically for anti-gravity situations. For space skin yeah. and space bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even Survive though- in a vacuum. <laughs> Uh, even though treating patients with 3D printed skin or bones is still in its early stages back on Earth, the technique is particularly vital in space where the human body doesn't heal as quickly. Hmm. In the case of burns, for instance, brand new skin could be bioprinted instead of being grafted from elsewhere in the astronaut's body, doing secondary damage that may not heal easily in the orbital environment, said Tommaso Ghidini, head of the Division of the European Space Agency that oversees the project. Hmm. Scientists were faced with the unique challenges of creating a technique that would still work in zero gravity. So the team invented a method of 3D printing that would work while upside down. They thickened human blood plasma, which is used to bioprint skin cells, um, with plant material so it could work in the altered gravity state. And then to 3D print bones, they added calcium phosphate bone cement to printed human stem cells. <laughs> I know <laughs> Anthony's face right now is really funny. <laughs> yeah. So the calcium phosphate works as a structure supporting material and is absorbed by the body as the bone grows. Huh. Uh, the samples are just the first steps in a long journey to make this type of 3D printing ready for space. Uh, a self-contained spacecraft can only hold so much. The project is looking into what kind of onboard facilities would be needed to do this, such as surgical rooms and equipment, uh, in order for astronauts to perform the 3D bioprinting on their own. So that's not really figured out yet. Hmm. Uh, but for a look at how the team at ESA were able to create the bioprinted skin and bone, you can watch the videos in the linked webpage. Okay. And there's videos about it. It freaks me out a you little bit. seem freaked out by this. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of just like printing out some skin and then you just got some skin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the if it's like, you know what I think of it as like, I need 
a better Band-Aid than this Band-Aid. Yeah, but it's a Band-Aid made out of it's skin. It's a Band-Aid made out of skin. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't gross me out. Yeah. I don't know why, but it doesn't really. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. It's actually like skin cells. It'll probably be good. I am 100% yicked. Yeah, I don't know why I'm not. I'm just like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> skin. Like, <laughs> I'm weird, It's apparently. really cool. I don't know. <laughs> it's really cool and awesome. And like the fact that they're developing it so it works in space is really cool because we'll be able to use it here even easier, yeah. presumably. Right. So that's a good, that's awesome that space is once again pushing like medical and technical, mm-hmm. technological boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last story that I brought is travel news. It is terrifying. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, More terrifying than 3D printed skin? Yeah. 3D printed skin is cool and gross. This is just scary and bad. Oh, okay. This comes from Gizmodo. Uh, Video captures Delta Airlines MD-88 engine failing mid-flight before emergency landing. (gasps) Yep. In a video posted to Twitter by user Logan Webb, one of Delta Flight... Uh, 1425's engines can be seen with what appears to be its spinner completely detached and rattling around in the inlet. So, you know, like the propeller was like in there and just kind (gasps) of like going around Um, all while an orange glow emanates from deeper within the still spinning shaft. Oh, no. Uh, Flight 1425, which was on a 32-year-old MD-88 with the engines mounted on the fuselage near the tail, had departed from Hartsfield-Jackson International at around 12.48 p.m. on Monday afternoon, that's this Monday, um, en route to Baltimore-Washington International before the incident struck about an hour into the flight. Uh, fortunately, the flight crew was able to make an emergency emergency landing at uh, Raleigh-Durham International at around 2.27 p.m. with all 148 passengers on board unharmed. So props to that flight crew. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, pass- this is so scary. <laughs> Passenger Jack Leonard told ABC 11, we heard and felt everything. It was extremely <gasps> terrifying, to be honest. Once it went, you had no doubt that it was major trouble. And then seconds later, smoke started filling the cabin in the back. <gasps> so smoke was like filling the area where the passengers were. You could smell it. It smelled like burning metal and the cabin started to vibrate. Can you imagine? I would have been terrified. No. I'm like, I keep gasping as you're reading this because I do fly semi-frequently and like that is terrifying yeah so this makes me kind of mad honestly delta has apologized for the inconvenience and given uh passengers 30 dollar food vouchers what they gave them 30 dollar food vouchers while they waited in in raleigh um and then they eventually were uh in their they eventually landed in their actual destination around 8 30 p.m local time that same day so they were able to get them on another flight um, out of there, but they own $30 food vouchers. Shouldn't you like refund the flight yeah, or some, uh, like, something at the or give very them, like, least or pay that, them or give them like a whole new free flight? Like yeah, whenever they yeah, want or at something. Least. Like, <laughs> un, it's like unbelievable. Like, that's crazy. $30 food voucher. That's at an nothing. airport. That's going to get you nothing. <sighs> anyway, According to Popular Mechanics, the MD-88, the, like the magazine Popular Mechanics, not just mechanics who are popular. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> mechanics of a lot of friends say, the MD-88 is the oldest plane in service with any major U.S. airline and has earned a not- notorious reputation among pilots due to its antiquated controls, cramped cockpit, and extreme noisiness. 
why are these things in the air still? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And a $30 food voucher? I'm still mad about that. Uh, Delta is planning to retire the model by 2020, so next year. So sorry, passengers. But <laughs> wait for wait for this. They told, a, more? they told ABC 11 the MD-88 involved in this particular incident has already had its engine replaced and is slated to resume flying on Wednesday. What? Today. It was... Why? It had to, they had to make an emergency landing two days ago, and they are already going to be putting that plane back in the sky. What? Yeah. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you just, like, replace the engines and it's not a big deal and two days later? It's like, oh, good to go. We it's just fine. replaced the yeah. engines. This plane almost crashed, but here's a new part. Like, All good to go. I guess the... I guess the engine was the problem, but the, the cabin filled with smoke. Yeah, but... Does it still smell like smoke? Like, oh, I, oh are you, I'm sorry. So nothing else was damaged? Nothing else was damaged in that situation? I highly doubt that that's true. Like, like I you, hope they're oh, doing their due diligence. There was an orange glow it just, coming from, the, from it. Uh, yeah, that means your metal parts were under, like, super high heat pressure. Yeah, and, like, like what, what? I mean, okay, yes, I know there's engineers and stuff, but I do not trust them to, like, actually. They, well, they, no, because that just reeks to me of a corporation being, like, this is... Like, the cheapest, we, thing, the cheapest to do. thing to do is yeah. to put it back in the air. Yes. We can't just retire a, a plane. Like, it, like we just can't retire a plane on short notice because it's going to cause delays and we we don't have a... It's going to cost us money to, like, replace this. Uh, but putting people's lives at risk. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Um, also, yeah, you should be upset about the $30 A $30 food voucher. You know what? That, that's happened to me before. You know, that's, like, the standard thing of, like, if your flight gets, like, delayed and it's, like, a mechanical issue or something. Yeah. That's what they give you. Yeah, but they give you a $30 food voucher. That's like the standard thing. But, but I'm saying this wasn't a standard. Right? Yeah. No, right. That's like, oh, sorry, your like connecting flight, your second flight or something is canceled or didn't work. Something happened and it's our fault because there was like some issue. So like here's a 30 bucks for food here at this airport. This flight almost crashed. Yeah, this plane <laughs> almost these That's people a little different. Almost died. That's and not like, just like, oh, sorry, there's an inconvenience. Like this happened. Like they did almost that's really serious. That's absolutely crazy. Like they shouldn't just be like, oh yeah, just give them the standard like mechanical issue, like thirty bucks. Like that's not yeah. appropriate. I agree I mean, with you. <sighs> Again, major props to the flight crew. Like that's sincerely impressive yeah. that they managed to get everyone safely to the ground with an engine falling apart. Um, you can watch the video; it's as scary as it sounds. I don't so know if you even want to. Is the video like someone took it? Yeah, from somebody their phone with like or? a cell phone camera. Like they could see it out their window. Oh wow, that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Never flying again. Okay, my next story is technology news. And this is from CNBC. And the headline is, AT&T will soon be automatically blocking robocalls. That sounds awesome. Right? Yeah. AT&T said this week that it will soon block spam calls or alert customers of suspected spammers automatically. The blocking will first activate for new lines and then will be applied to all existing accounts and they said this on Tuesday. Hmm. The feature will be on by default, but can be turned off by users who don't want it per rules set by the Federal Communications Commission that require carriers to let customers opt out of stuff like this. The FCC mandated in February that U.S. carriers need to stop spam calls. Really? Apparently, yeah. But I don't think they specified how. They but according to, to this article, it. 
there was some type of mandate that they need to take some type of action. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and love, then they, love our requirements document with no specifications. Yeah. <laughs> Find a way to do this. <laughs> Go figure it Make out. Make it so. Uh, Haya, a spam blocking app, estimates that 25.3 billion unwanted robocalls were received by U.S. wireless customers in the first half of this year alone, even to people who are registered on the Do Not Call list. AT&T service is the first that will be on by default instead of requiring users to opt in or download a separate app. So some of the other carriers do have like apps and things that you can download for free and try, but this is the only one that's going to be like a default thing that they're integrating. So cool. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I like that initiative AT&T. Yeah. I like that too. Cause robocalls are very annoying. Yeah, they really and are. They're just like increasing too. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I keep getting how. called by Los Angeles and I don't, I know, I know a couple people in Los Angeles, <laughs> but I, I don't expect them to call me from an unlisted number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's all day. It's all day. It's multiple times a day for me. So <laughs> just got to ignore it. But yeah, but maybe there's some, maybe there's some light, hope. Some yeah. Hope. Well, when one uh, carrier starts doing something, you can bet the other ones are going to start too. Cause yeah. They, <laughs> for competition they're, reasons. Yeah. The, their, their entire thing is being exactly like each other. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. Yep. All right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look, at stories that were just posted today or just happened today, and we read them to you on the fly. Vindaloo. Ready, set, go! Go! This story is on Fox 8 News. Mother arrested for driving with her kids on the roof of her car in a pool. (laughs) An Illinois mother was arrested after concerned residents noticed she was driving around with two kids on the roof of her car inside of an inflatable pool. Wait, the pool was inflated. The pool was inflated and on the roof of her car. Yes. Did it have water in it? Uh, Let's see. Um, Officials say that she drove into town to inflate the pool at a friend's house and had her two young daughters ride inside of the empty pool to hold it down on their drive home. So they went to somebody else's place to inflate it for some reason. And then on the ride home had the kids hold it down. So there was no water in it, I guess. So, oh, okay. So they, they were up there because she wanted them to hold it down on top of the car instead. Of, and it wasn't like, oh, yeah, go have fun. Go have fun in a in pool, the pool on, on the, the roof. roof. No, it was, just, it was an empty pool. And they just were holding it down. Which, no, like, in her defense, bad, but kids, are pretty good, kids are pretty good weight. Like... Just They're pretty good, good paperweights. Just hold the, like, hold stuff down. I that's you know, one purpose just, they can serve. Even, <laughs> one purpose your kids can serve <laughs> in life is uh, holding down uh, cargo on Did the top you of your know? vehicle. Uh, <laughs> Did you know driving. kids are great paperweights? Yeah, or pool weights. Anyway, she was arrested for two counts of endangering the health or life of a child, which is less funny. But um, the kids are fine, so. Oh, that's good. It, it's allowed to be funny because everyone's okay. Right. And she is, uh, she was released after posting Bond, so. Well, I hope she learned that that's I not what you should do. Yeah, you don't, you know. You, with I your mean, children. Like, in oh all seriousness, God. probably don't put your kids on the roof of your car. For, in, in, in any capacity, really. Don't put any living thing on the that roof of your car. That would be even better advice, yeah. 
Yeah, probably don't. No adults. No, no pets. No adults or pets or kids or anything should be on the roof or hood of your car while the car is moving. And I know this not because it's only common sense, but also because <laughs> MythBusters actually did a whole thing about you know how like in action movies where they like someone's like holding onto the roof of a car oh, while it's yeah, moving yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. They did a whole thing about that, and it's completely impossible. <laughs> like if the car is going faster than like really really slow crawling speeds, like. You, you just like fall off so easily. Like oh. you can't, you can't like hold on. Huh? They actually did experiments about that. This. Happens a lot in movies. I know. Yeah. It was like part of their whole series of like, Oh, let's see these movie things. Oh, if they're okay. real. And they, that was one of the things that they did. Like if a car is going normal, I don't know, fast ish speeds, it's almost impossible for a person to just be like holding on like that and not just fly off. So well, see, I, I, well, yeah. I can cross that off my list of things I want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd have to write it on there first, but then I would probably immediately cross it off because that sounds like a bad idea. Yep. Okay. I found a story from the guardian and the headline is piece of skull found in Greece is oldest human fossil outside of Africa. Oh, uh, a broken skull chiseled from a lump of rock in a cave in Greece is the oldest modern human fossil ever found outside of Africa, researchers claim. Huh. The partial skull was discovered in the Apidima Cave on the Mani Peninsula of the southern Peloponnese and has been dated to be at least 210,000 years old. Whoa. If the claim is verified, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> um, the f- if the claim is verified, which I guess scientists want more proof before this is like really considered real. I, it's so new that they don't know one hundred percent yet. Um, the finding will rewrite a key chapter of the human story, with the skull becoming the oldest known Homo sapiens fossil in Europe by more than one hundred and sixty thousand years. Like it's super, super, super old. Whoa! Compared to other stuff we found, yeah. Um, and do, 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 do. basically, if it's real, it could reveal that some humans had left Africa earlier than previously thought, like in history. So, yeah, yeah, so I guess yeah. if they haven't found anything older, like outside of Africa, outside of Africa, yeah, yeah then they wouldn't so, have any reason to believe that they had left right, earlier. Right. Yeah. So, if it's real, this could indicate that let's like redefine like when humans actually left. Oh, weird. Isn't that That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, I guess it makes sense too because Greece isn't that far from Africa. I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah. So it would make sense that that would be like it's still like in that like Mediterranean area mm-hmm. is like where people started spreading first, technically, right? Yeah. Supposedly. So. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So we'll see. They're gonna. I'm sure they'll do more tests on it and stuff and see. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's real. That's pretty. That is really cool. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use to listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. And the headline is AT&T... AT and Teen, the hit new teen version of AT and T. Hey teens, you love phones. Do you, do you love, Try AT and Teen.
AT and T, the it's, new network just for teens. It's AT and T, but it's got those kids from Riverdale on it. <laughs> Unlimited texting. Unlimited internet browsing. Unlimited no, Riverdale. No phone. <laughs> no phone calls included. Because <laughs> we know teens don't like to do phone calls. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. They just watch Riverdale. Who watches Riverdale? <laughs> I don't know. All I know about Riverdale is about a bunch of teens. <laughs> Isn't it just like supposed to be like these like attractive people and they're in probably yeah Yeah. it's like it's like attractive teens in high school i think yeah okay good for them let's redo that headline okay i mean (laughs) you don't want to leave that